Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. Hey, hey, friends. All right, we're going to go there in this episode because in this episode, I am giving you permission to be an authority. Do I think you need my permission? No, no, I do not, actually. I think you've already got it. But every once in a while, we have doubts that creep in. I say we because I experience this as well, and I'm sure you do at times too. But, and here is the big idea for this episode. If people don't know how important your business mission is, that's on you. And that is why I say, hey, you've got permission. Permission is now granted for you to claim the authority status you need to help people and therefore execute on that business mission. But before we dive into all the reasons why you need that permission, why you need to claim that authority status, I want to tell you a little bit about my chickens. Yes, I'm a self-professed chicken mama. We've got backyard chickens. We originally got them as therapy chickens for my youngest, but they're really kind of therapy for all of us. I mean, it's just so fun watching them prance around. You can't see little pterodactyls out of them. I mean, it's just so obvious in front of you. And, you know, every afternoon I go out with my basket and I collect the most gorgeous, beautiful basket of rainbow colored eggs. And I'm just happy. Chickens make me happy. That was just a personal story. Hopefully you get something out of it. But what I really want to tell you is while I love our chickens, we've got a little bit of an issue with one of them right now. So we have three adults that we've brought over from our old house, and then we added a few babies this year, and they're all now full-sized chickens. They're laying as well. But we've got one of our adults that's kind of like, I don't know, pissed off at the whole situation. She's acting like a rooster. Her name is Legend, and she's like doing the full, like I'm mounting the other chickens and pecking at them. I'm acting like a rooster, and they like run all like tail between their feathers, like that's probably an accurate description for them, actually, but they totally run away from her. And it's, it becomes a thing. And like, you know, if I'm out there, I see it happen. It looks like it's really mean. And I understand pecking orders and I understand nature isn't kind, but I'm a chicken mama. I don't like seeing my chickens being attacked. So we asked at the feed store, at the farm store, we asked other people we know of chickens. And basically what we need to do is go in the chicken run area and be the rooster. We have to go and be the rooster towards Legend so she understands she's not the rooster of the pack. She's most definitely a hen. And she will eventually stop acting like a rooster. She basically filled that role in the flock because of various stressors, most likely all of the babies becoming adults and starting to lay and her realizing she might not have the natural pecking order status anymore. And that whole be the rooster thing, that's what we're talking about in this episode. You need to be the rooster of your vision, of your mission. You need to be the rooster for your audience. You need to be the one that says, hey, I'm here. I know how this works. I can help you out of your problem and truly follow this advice, not because I say it works, but because I've really done it and I've done it for other clients and I can do it for you too. I do know what's best. That's what I mean by permission granted. It is time for you to step into your rooster status. If you believe that you have a message worth listening to, then you have a responsibility to get that message out into the world. That means planning that message. It means strategically applying content to build awareness, and it means being seen. I am not going to sugarcoat things here. 
putting together an authentic visibility plan to apply a content strategy that actually builds brand awareness for you instead of just posting for the sake of posting, it isn't always easy work. It's simple, but it's not easy. It does take effort. When you really truly put yourself out there, it can feel a bit wide open and terrifying that everyone is seeing you so deeply, especially at first. I spent years of my life feeling like the odd girl out. I'm an eight on the Enneagram and one of our weaknesses is feeling like we are too much. So if you hated middle school or any other typical rite of passage times, you are not alone. We're told our whole lives to be ourselves and at the same time, pressured to fit in and be the same as everyone else. It's no wonder we become entrepreneurs and then fight against standing out. I hated high school. Nobody thought as much as me. Nobody felt as much as me. Nobody demanded as much as me. Being the most strategic, thoughtful, and smartest girl in the room was a lonely place when everyone else values fitting in. But knowing how to be visible based on your strengths, that is very in demand in today's online business world. And that brings me to a section of an old episode, way back, episode 107. I'm talking specifically about coaches in this episode, but it's applicable to anyone with a content-forward business like course creators and content entrepreneurs. So let's hop into that episode. The reason most coaches fail isn't that they're bad coaches or have a bad coach. Many have invested hundreds of thousands of dollars into training, but because they've never had the courage to step up and look the part of the best in their industry, they're waiting for someone to give them permission. Well, I'm giving you permission. Now, it isn't necessarily that you're bad at what you do. It isn't that you haven't invested time, money, effort, and sweat equity into your business. It's that you've never dared to step up and stake your claim. And that can take some bold bravery. I'm going to hop back into episode 107 for a moment here. But first, another Instagram account, someone who just followed me, had a lovely post that spurred me on to this permission-granted idea for me to return to this and dive deeper into it with you guys. Uh, her Instagram handle is by Sophia Lua, and she wrote a post about what women crave, and that is, according to her, the idea of, can you handle all of me? I immediately thought, isn't that what stops people from building a big beautiful and bold brand, they wonder, can you, my audience, handle all of me? So Sophie continues in the post, quoting her here, it is this deep, profound hunger women have. It is so sexy to feel someone who shows up, really just shows up for life. Her post, of course, is all about men and women and bringing real attention between them to the table. But if you substitute the words men and women for client and brand, it makes sense. In both kinds of relationships, each party needs to know that they're enough and also not too much. Woo! I went all lovey-dovey on you, huh? But it all boils down to vulnerability. I'm not going to go all Brene Brown on you here, but I am kind of leaning in that direction. So let's break this down so you can come away with this episode with those tangibles. One, your personal brand is making sure everyone knows who you are, who you serve, and how you serve them. That's brand awareness. Building brand visibility, too, requires consistency and repetition. Three, you need to turn off at least as many people as you turn on or you don't have a brand, you have an advice column with lackluster personality. Four, turning people off means you have to be polarizing. Like cilantro. 
If you're on my email list, you will remember that email. Five, being polarizing means some people won't like you. And that's not only okay, it is the goal. Now, I realize I broke that down in my typical blunt, challenging way. And you might not be a fan of confrontation due to your personality type. I want to point out here, you don't have to be confrontational to turn people off. You just need to have clearly stated opinions and methods. There will always be people who don't agree with you, even if everything you say is done in a super sweet, non-confrontational way. This right here is where the vulnerability can get messy. Because we all have different personalities and we all experience different feelings. The common denominator is knowing who you are and being willing to show it clearly, confidently, and boldly. I'm reading a book by Ben Settle at the moment. It's called Brand Barbarian, and let's just say it's not for the faint of heart. It is very controversial. It's also packed with good tidbits that aren't dressed up. It's not a bunch of fluff. It's basic information stated very very clearly. It's repetitive. All of these things put together mean you have to take some of the things that are in there with a grain of salt, but also understand when you boil them down, they are real and they are truth. In the book, he says, be the one who talks about personal things nobody else does, that people feel they know you personally, even if they never met you. Most businesses never give anything personal or intimate. Later, he says, get personal and realize you don't know what's too far until you've gone too far at least once. Most people will never go too far. They're too scared or too professional or too concerned with their other Facebook friends think. This is powerful if you apply it because Ben is right. Most businesses only want to project a veneer of themselves. It's when you show what's behind the polish that people actually connect with you. And most will never let that happen for fear of going too far, even once, which, as we just heard, is part of the process. We all want to know that when we show up, our audience will say yes to that question that Sophie posed. Can you handle all of me? But that's the wrong question. Or rather, it's the wrong way to ask it. You don't ask your entire audience if they can handle you. You only ask the buyers. We're going to have people in our audience that just can't handle all of us. Sometimes they end up there by mistake. Sometimes they're just there because they have too much time on their hands and don't know how to edit their social media usage. And sometimes they're just scoping out the competition. Those people don't matter. Those are the people you want to turn off. Yes, even your competition, you want to bug the crowd out of them. If you aren't, then one or both of you haven't differentiated yourself enough yet. Okay. So if you're letting vulnerability stop you from showing up with a consistent content plan with truly being visible, you need to know two things. One, you're only going to get over it when you realize you won't ever be entirely comfortable. And two, if you don't get over it, you're limiting how many people you can help. Embracing your vulnerability as you build a personal brand is part of the brand building process. Asking yourself, can you handle all of me, is part of each stage in the know, like, and trust factor. First, will I let my audience know all of me? Then, will I give them the opportunity to like all of me? And then finally, deepening into, will they know and like enough of me to trust me? The only way, the only way you're going to know is if you try. And 
in the great words of Don Draper, because I just watched The Social Dilemma and couldn't figure out where that computer programmer dude came from, and I had to IMDB it, and guess what? Turns out he was Pete on Mad Men. Anyway, in the great words of Don Draper, if you don't like what's being said, change the conversation. Here's the deal. You have to decide whether you are willing to embrace vulnerability and really put yourself out there. You have to decide if you're willing to take on the responsibility and get your message out there. If not you, who? That right there is the ultimate question. Next time a client doesn't book you, a post doesn't resonate, don't go into the land of imposter syndrome. Instead, know this. It was never, I am too much. Next time you think that, say this out loud. Maybe they're not enough. You can create a content plan that honors your real self, that authentically shares your business. Need help with this? I am opening this month's calendar for rare one-hour consults. If Visibility Accelerator is a bit too much for you right now, this is the next best thing because I really, truly want to see you put yourself out there and start helping the people you are meant to help. All right, friends, you know the drill. If you found value from this episode, there are two things you can do to thank me. The first is share it with a friend. If you enjoyed this episode, you learned something from it, odds are you know somebody who needs to hear this message. I do truly believe that a rising tide lifts all boats. And if you help that friend with something that they need to do, we're going to have less crappy marketers out there, which means less scams, and we get to help more people in those ways that we uniquely are meant to help them. The second thing you can do is leave a rating on whichever podcast app you are listening to the show on right now. Doing that helps me reach more people, getting, again, this same great information out there, and we all make a better, happier, effective, and ethical world as a result. Thanks so much. See you next week.